As humans, we're designed for social interaction. You might think you're just laughing and talking, but your brain is actually hard at work forging new pathways. So much so that we now know that socialising is actually critical for your brain health and social isolation is toxic for it. So I want to unpack why having a good social life is so good for your brain, why people with strong social ties are less likely to experience cognitive decline and how to re-engage socially if you've lost contact with old friends. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 91 of Better Brain, Better You. Hello, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb, sharing brain advice for a mentally healthy and happy midlife. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. You're careful about your diet? You exercise diligently and you try to get enough sleep each night, but you may have forgotten to add one critical ingredient for a healthy brain to your list, a good social life. Social connection is essential for good brain health. If you want to discover all of the ingredients of a healthy brain, I've got a free guide for you which lays out the six steps you need to take to build a healthy brain. You can get this free brain healthcare plan at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain health. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain health. So as humans, we're designed for social interaction. All of the scientific evidence suggests that isolation is bad for human health. Loneliness can be a killer. In fact, the mortality rate in recently bereaved people is much higher because of loneliness and reduced social interaction. In fact, studies have shown that loneliness is so damaging to your health that it's equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes per day. And social engagement and interaction are associated with a reduced risk of dementia. Research has shown that people who are lonely sadly have double the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. And people who are married or have extensive social networks are at reduced risk of mental decline. So how social you are turns out to be one of the most reliable determinants of your brain health. So social activities, just like cognitive activities, range from simple to moderate to complex. So simple social activities involve going into public and being part of a social situation. So interacting with a shop assistant, going to the cinema, or let's say going out, going out for dinner. And moderate social activities usually involve networks of people. You might get together with a group of old friends, for example, and share some stories and experiences. This kind of social activity will actually create more cognitive reserve than basic activities but you may not be fully engaged. Perhaps you listen to the conversation, but you're mostly quiet. So let me just say, you can think of cognitive reserve as your brain's ability to improvise and find alternative ways of getting a job done. Just like a powerful car that enables you to engage another gear and suddenly accelerate to avoid an obstacle, your brain can actually change the way it operates and thus make added resources available to cope with challenges. So cognitive reserve helps your brain better cope with any failures or declines it faces. So complex social activities that require you to be truly engaged and participatory are most protective for your brain. So these activities are purpose-driven and involve active conversation, complete attention, and often complex cognitive behaviour as well. They define who you are. They create zones of consciousness inside your brain that are drawing information from lots of different parts of your brain. They might take time and effort on your part, but the rewards are massive for your brain health. So social behaviour, 
especially complex social behaviour, works on many different levels to increase cognitive reserve. So social interactions require complex communication, skills that involve different brain functions, face recognition, memory, focus, attention, auditory skills and language skills. It generates emotions that are important for motivation and finding meaning in your life. So social interaction decreases depression and low mood, which we know are higher risk factors for mental decline. And it actually facilitates action. So for example, a friend might encourage you to go to some exercise together. And it facilitates the expression of emotions as well, which has been shown to be really important for your brain health. So social interaction adds a real life dimension to any cognitive activity or physical activity for that matter. Combining a challenging multi-domain cognitive activity with social interaction yields the most complex behaviour available to you. So eating with others, for example, is more cognitively complex than eating on your own. And the same goes for exercise and pretty much any activity you can think of. So in midlife and later in life, it can be difficult to stay connected socially. Friendships may drift over the years and family members are often consumed with their own lives. And the pandemic has also made it more of a challenge to meet people in person, hasn't it? So how can you re-engage with your old friends? Here are three tips to help you get started. Rekindle old friendships. One of the simplest ways to find fulfilling relationships is just simply to reconnect with good friends you've lost touch with over the years. Because you have a shared history, you can often pick up where you left off, left off with less effort. Social media can be an easy way to find people from your past to re-establish a lapsed friendship. Or scan your contacts and reach out by phone or email. But go for quality, not quantity. Not all relationships are created equal. Stressful interpersonal relationships can actually take a toll on your health. And a recent study found that women who are more likely to report social strain had worse cardiovascular and brain health problems. And other studies have linked turbulent relationships with other physical or mental health problems. So it's better to invest your time into a handful of relationships that relax and fulfil you rather than trying to expand your social group by including people who leave you feeling drained. So consider a range of ways of connecting. So if you can't get out, use other strategies to connect with your friends and family. So electronic tools and social media can really help you stay connected even when you don't see friends or family in person. So a video call, video call a friend or send loved ones an email. It might not be exactly the same as a face-to-face -face conversation, but it's a really good substitute that can help when in-person visits aren't possible. And ultimately, the more open you are to new experiences and new people, the more likely it is that you will make connections with others that can help you maintain good health well into the future. So as I said at the top of the show, if you want to learn how to improve your brain health and your well-being, I've got a free six-step brain health care plan for you to take away with you today. So you can grab this free guide at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain health. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain health. So thanks so much for spending time with me today. I hope today's episode was useful. Stay safe. Be healthy and I will look forward to seeing you next time.